Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Time out when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Let's bring in uh, Nick Wright, host of First Things First, afternoons on Fox Sports 1, also host of What's Right with Nick Wright on iTunes and YouTube. How you doing, Nick? Well, I'd be doing a little better if Fritzy, you know, actually gave you what I told him to introduce me as. He gave you most of it. Oh, boy. Or you just self-edited. Host of First Things First, comma, America's most beloved sports television show, Afternoons on FS1 and the rest. He did send you, me that. You, uh, you, I did. I, I included that, Fritz. He absolutely sent me that. specifically said... What do you want him to introduce you as? And I included that line, and it's not there. I thought he was being cute and facetious and playful, and like he didn't actually want me to have you say that. That's why I took that part out. Oh, we're going to get serious now when Nick writes on the show? <laughs> I like, learned my like lesson now again. we have journalistic I mean, standards I mean, here? My intro was a commentary on rock music from 24 years ago, and now all of a sudden I was just trying to get in the archives, America's most respected broadcaster calling my television show America's most beloved, and it would live forever. Oh. And Fritzy robbed me of that. So thanks for that, man. I apologize. I did choose to edit that out, thinking he was just being cute with me. Well, Fritzy is a journalist. I will say that. Oh, yeah. No uh, doubt about it. Okay. So the uh, tattoo that you got, never a doubt. Yeah, there it is on camera. All right. Kind of awkwardly showing. What's the problem? All right. So uh, did you have to run this by the home office there? Home office? Like the your Fox wife. Sports? No, no, no. Oh, my no, wife. No, 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 no. Your, oh. your wife. Well, you know, Dan, I'm nothing if not brilliant. <laughs> and, the, and the thing about having a tattoo that says never a doubt is it is subject to interpretation. And so I come home with it. And my wife sees it initially. What's that? 
It's about you and me, baby. That's what I never brought up. Doubt. I brought that up last never, hour. You spin it. Yeah. Never a doubt. Yeah. What to, and it, you know, what if, you know, as some of your listeners have, you know, posited, what if one day, you know, a more successful, handsome, older broadcaster steals her away from me? Now I have never a doubt on my arm. <laughs> what is it about then? Well, then it's about my career, my professional path. And when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl this year, the 20 and 0 part gets lost in the ether. And it's like, hey, you know who had a doubt? Not this guy. Never a doubt. So as is the case, either with myself or my beloved Kansas City Chiefs, just can't lose. Even when they lose, they can't lose. Everyone's like, oh, Nick, how do you feel about the Chiefs? I don't know. Better than Bengals fans feel. Better than the Bills fans feel, who are finally catching up to what I've been saying about Josh Allen. Ravens fans feel great about that new passing game. How do Steelers fans feel? Chargers still the Chargers. Broncos look like Nat Hackett had incorporated uh, Sean Payton's body. That's the same team. 10 penalties, 16 points. I'm feeling great. Absolutely fantastic. If you felt that great about the Chiefs, you should have put 20-0. and 0. What am I going to say to my wife then? Well, exactly. <laughs> that's why. What, that's what, what am I going to say? I, I mean, you're talking a big game there. 20 and 0 would have stood for something that truly meant you believed in the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, I mean, a man has his limits. <laughs> and also, it's a contact sport. And things like Travis Kelsey's knee and Chris, Ag Chris Jones' knucklehead agents can get in the way of things. But I feel very good. I feel very good right now. How do you feel about playing in Jacksonville against the new and improved Jaguars? Revenge game. You Listen, yeah. revenge game. They, they maimed Patrick Mahomes, one of the dirtiest plays in modern sports history. <laughs> uh, and so, that listen, I my AFC championship game pick is Chiefs-Jags. I think the Jags are going to have a top four offense. I would have picked Trevor Lawrence to win league MVP, but because I had predicted that one of the teams was going to literally go undefeated, that typically would get an MVP. Mm. Uh, but I think they win that game, and I think they're going to be just fine. I Everybody, here's the, here is an actual earnest opinion that I know people is going to say, say is crazy, but I'm right. Despite the loss, the Chiefs have more reasons for optimism after that Lions game than had they won the game 38-35. We know the offense is going to be good because it's always good. Oh, what about without Tyree Kill? They didn't have him last year. They Most points, most yards won Super Bowl. The question for this Chiefs team is when you play seven rookies last year on defense, how good can the defense be? And I thought the defense, without Chris Jones, without their big free agent acquisition, Charles Amina, who's suspended for another five games, looked really damn good against a good offense and a great offensive line in Detroit. So I feel, I, I am confident that this should be the best defense the Chiefs have had since Mahomes has been there, which is why I thought they were going to go 20 and 0. But even though that's dead, I feel really good about it. So I think they go to Jacksonville and win. And I think they, how about, I think, I, I'd get this tattoo, but it's it'd be too, you know, kind of uh, arduous and long. I think that they're going to be 7-1 and one when they face the Miami Dolphins and what will be a massive football game right before the Chiefs buy. You still have the Jets going to the AFC title game? I said Jags. Oh, no, Jags. I had oh. Chiefs-Jags. Oh, okay. I'm saying I picked Chiefs-Jags before the year. I had the Jets before the year finishing last in the AFC East. 
And the it's a weird thing with the Jets, Dan, because that because of the type of injury, and I think all of us wanting to show respect to Rodgers and feel terribly about the gravity of it, I don't think there was enough time spent on the fact that Aaron Rodgers getting dinged, not a torn Achilles, but a high ankle sprain or something, was always the concern for a team that addressed everything but their offensive line. And now nobody thought it would last four games, but I thought that this was a potential outcome from the very beginning, especially when your right tackle hadn't played in two years and your left tackle is Aaron's age. Like, that was a recipe for disaster from the beginning, unfortunately. We're talking to Nick Wright, host of First Things First Afternoons on Fox Sports 1. What's the official introduction there, Todd? I deleted the uh, text, but it had to do with oh, wow. the most watched, uh, awesome, incredible Not most show. watched. I don't lie. Pardon the interruption, which gets no, you know, none of the none of the sports media pundits talk about PTI's ratings. They just get, you know, the most the most views for 25 years. Nobody cares. Not a lot of viral clips. I mean, we're not the most watched. We're the most beloved. And you know how I can prove that? Because it's a feeling. It's in the air. You walk through the city and you're like, you know what? They love us. Show me. It can't be debunked. It can't be it debunked. Can't be debunked. Exactly. It's like calling Dan Patrick America's handsomest sportscaster. It, it, it just you just have the feeling, yeah. and no one can prove it's not true. Joel Klatt might have something to say about it, but you know, I don't know what. No, I I, I was going to say, you know, you're not the only person in your house who would probably agree okay, with that. Okay, that's. A, a, okay. <laughs> You know, my house gets smaller by one today, Dan. I was going to ask you about this off the air, do it on the air. In 10 hours, I drive to the airport, take my daughter to college. I'm in a bit of emotional shambles okay. about this situation. Okay, here's the thing. Don't, like, you want to show confidence in her. You show confidence in her by not being emotional. Like, you're going to miss her. You love her. Uh, you know, I'm going to come and see you. Uh, I wouldn't dump her off curbside. Um, you know, I would, I would walk her, you know, as far as you could, but you'll show confidence in her by your emotions and your reaction. Cause you might think, oh my God, she's going to be like, dad, it'll be okay. Like, don't cry. You're going to be like, Hey, I can't wait to hear what it's like first week or so. And I'm going to come and visit you make sure you stay in touch. What do you think? That is Dan exceptional advice. And I genuinely appreciate it. Good. That is great advice that can only come from a much, much, much older person than I am. Yeah. That has been through it and yeah. understands these circumstances. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, the NBA policies, load management. Yeah. Um, how do we, I, I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure this out. How does this work where you're going to say you got to play? Or an independent doctor is going to look at somebody. Or can I play for three minutes and then sit down? You know, do I meet the requirements of like I? This is this is challenging to say to the team. You got to make your players play. It is challenging. I'm not so concerned about the all right. I'll play for three minutes and then sit down because the players will hate that because it wrecks your numbers. Like, that's always been the thing. Like, oh, just check in, then go out. Well, then you get zeros across the board, and it hurts your averages and everything. So I think players will push back against that. Uh, so I don't think that'll be so much of a concern. Here's the thing. There is not a perfect fix here. But we have right now 
diamet diametrically opposed incentives. Teams believe that their number one goal is to have their players as healthy, rested, and available as possible for the postseason. That actually is not the number one goal. The number one goal is make sure the NBA stays incredibly popular, incredibly profitable, and incredibly highly rated. Everyone complaining like, oh, you're going to make special rules for the nationally televised games. You're damn straight. That's what pays the bills. And that is, that's the reason, I think I've said this to you before, I'll, I'll make the point again. There is nothing inherent about basketball that makes it more valuable than Frisbee golf. But the reason the best basketball players in the world make 60 million and the best Frisbee golf players in the world have a regular job is because the American public values with our eyes and time one more than the other. When you have things that are happening that are making the American public turn away, you have to fix it. And so I don't think it is, I, I don't think, I hate to come on and be like, there is no perfect solution. I don't think there is a perfect solution. But I think you have to step in the direction of having the the television and in-stadium product better than what it's been the last few years. So I give the league credit on that regard. And the other thing that is sort of lingering there, like there's two things. Joel Embiid at some point has to look around and go, what am I doing here? And Giannis has to look around at that roster and go, these guys are all in their 30s. Old. Like, what am I? what am I doing here? Which yep. one is more likely to be on a different team sooner? So, okay. So the, the, I think it is almost a certainty that Giannis leaves, but I don't think it'll be early. I think Giannis will finish the last two years of his contract, maybe win another title, and then leave. Like, the, the, if you're Milwaukee, you did the right thing. You went all in on this, the best player in the league to win a title, but there's a cost to that. You went all in on veteran players who have gotten older because you've been so good. You haven't been able to draft great players. That's, that's the cost. Embiid, I think there is a chance he stays, but if he doesn't, it's a, he's gone in a year. Does that, do you follow what I'm saying? Like, I don't think there's any chance Giannis is gone a year from now. Yeah. I think there's a real chance Giannis is, or that I think it's almost a certainty Giannis is gone in two years. And he's being open about this. And it's his right. Like, he's not wrong that I've done everything right for Milwaukee. I think they could win the title and it could be the right decision for him to eventually leave. Embiid, you have to see what return they get for Harden, and they will get something at some point. And then for Embiid, who I like a lot, then Embiid has to actually have a playoff run where he's awesome. That hasn't happened. And he is now the only, there's only four MVPs in league history that never made an NBA Finals. Actually, three now. Embiid, Nash, Rose. I might be leaving one out, but I don't think I am. Embiid's the only one who's never made a conference finals. So he, at some point, has to take some ownership of this as well. Good good to talk to you. Um, yeah. Hope, hope everything's good. Uh, Todd, do you have the official title of his show? The most beloved show on not only FS1, but anywhere in the sports industry. Uh, how's that? Yeah. The most America's most beloved sports television show. 
Seven words. It's very easy. <laughs> and maybe you should get that tattooed. By the way, I'm still waiting for um your dinner response. I owe you a dinner. I asked you if we could do it. Dan responded with a smile emoji. Yeah. Dan responded to a question with a smile emoji. That's not an answer. Um, yeah, Seaton. Uh, welcome to the club, Nick. Yeah, that's how Dan. Oh, oh. That's how Dan communicates. But if oh, it was at least you got a smile emoji, not just the letter K. But but if it's a <laughs> if it's a smile, that means I'm up for it. If it's a frown, that means I'm not. So no, that's true. I mean, you know we'll, what? It we'll, was a good step. We'll, we'll but have I have it. to put public pressure on you in order to make this happen. That's all. Um, ne all right. Next time the Chiefs lose, then we'll go to dinner and I'll pick up your spirits. So in two years. I mean, come on. Oh, they're Goodbye. they're going undefeated the rest of the year. Nineteen and one. That <laughs> did you not see that part of the tattoo? See ya. Bye. Thanks, you bud. Uh, that's Nick Wright. Uh, he's popular. He's beloved. He's a lot of things there. And he's got a tattoo. Never a doubt. All right. Yeah, that's one of those when you come home and then, you know, you're you're not asking for permission. You're kind of begging for forgiveness. Because sometimes when you get a tattoo, you're not the only one who sees the tattoo. And if she sees it and you can spin it and go, eh, never a doubt, you know, I love you. Okay. Yeah, but that's about the Kansas City Chiefs, Nick. Yes, both. Would you guys, you and Seton are the tattoo guys here. You've had some, Seton, more than any of us. Would you have to clear it at home? No. If you're on the road, let's say you're on the road, and a bunch of guys want to go get tats, and you're just going to get a little, a little something, not like sleeved out. Mm -mm. Don't clear it, not a text? No. Mm -mm. Yeah. I did, I did one that wasn't cleared. Uh, but then the next day I was like, uh, hey, babe, by the way, I kind of got a tattoo last night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't need to run it by the home office. I usually do, though. I mean, like, you know what I'm thinking about getting? Because some of them are kind of, like, some of them are goofy, you know? Well, if I got a face tattoo, yeah. then I probably would. That's off the board. Yeah, probably would. Face, neck. Yeah, probably. Or, yeah, I'd probably let her at know. At this point. Yeah. Or, you know, like those chest plates. Yeah, that's that's not a popular one in my house either. Yeah. That hurts, too. That's If you ever watch somebody get that done, that's not fun. Now, the ribs, when I saw somebody get the fish symbol on the ribs... And that guy, if he could have just said, you know what, I'm going to walk out. Yeah. He was actually drinking a beer. I've never seen that before. Because, you know, they don't let you drink alcohol, don't want you drinking alcohol before you get a tattoo. Thins out the blood and all that stuff. He had, a, he had a beer as they're tattooing his ribs. And he was on the verge of crying. That, your, your top of your feet, you know, like there's certain areas where you go, no. Nope. No. That's when you just uh, the tattoo artist sees your face go white, all the blood is drained from your face. And they're like, hey, you need a break, buddy. Yes. You wanna, why don't you go grab yourself a uh, you know Coca Cola and a candy bar next door? Yes, Tom. But back. that tattoo probably was called "What's on Tat," so they're actually giving out beers to people, and you can buy them at the uh, at the tattoo parlor. Mm. What's on Tat? Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? Uh, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Final hour in this Thursday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Football coming up tonight. It's the Eagles giving six and a half to Kirk D. Cousins and the Vikings in prime time. Also, Sunday night, you'll be able to watch Tua Tonga-Vailoa and the Dolphins facing off against Mac Jones and the Patriots. AFC East showdown Sunday, 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. You can watch this program on Peacock, our streaming partner. We say good morning to those who are listening. Our nearly 400 cities around America those chatting on chat row. Tyler is standing by to take your phone calls. We'll get to those coming up. A final hour poll question is going to be what, Seton O'Connor? We just put up there, Dan, most winningest week two game. Okay. Uh, and your choices are the Bengals-Ravens. Bengals have to win that game. Okay. Broncos-Commanders uh, feels like a must win for the Broncos. Chargers have to beat the Titans this week. Mm-hmm. Giants um, should beat the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And Bills-Raiders, sneaky must win-ish. Okay. Sneaky must win-ish. Okay. But the most must winnable game is Colorado must win against Colorado State. Which they should. Yes. 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 They're 20, what, three point? 22 and a hook. 22 and a hook. Yeah. All right. We also had up there, uh, who would you rather have a quarterback for your team, Kirk Cousins or Russell Wilson? Right now, it is still an 81-19 split in favor of Kirk D. That is wild. That is wild. That is wild. We should let Kirk know that uh, he won that poll question. Give him a little momentum, a little confidence going into the game tonight against the Eagles. Yeah, Paul. Give him a little Patagonia on the back. Remember he uh, had the Patagonia uh, uh, shirt? Okay. okay. One, right. Bloop, bloop, bloop. bloop. Uh, John in Idaho. Hey, John, what's on your mind today? 
Hey guys, I uh, was trying to call in yesterday and didn't get through, but I uh, wanted to weigh in on the uh, sports lines dropping the Aaron Rodgers prop bets. And uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers wasn't the only one that tore his Achilles uh, week one. Uh, J.K. Dobbins also had the same injury. And uh, we don't have any sports betting out here, so I don't really follow it. But uh, just want to see if they, the prop bets on uh, J.K. Dobbins were also refunded and canceled. I have not heard that. I'll have Paulie look at that. But I would just think the amount of prop bets on Aaron Rodgers that some of these gambling sites were trying to be fair, which I don't understand because there are people who were betting the under with Aaron Rodgers, whether it was in that game or for the season. And now all of a sudden you said, hey, sorry, we, we want to take care of the people who might have lost money. Uh see. Scott in Montana. Hi, Scott. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning, DP. Uh, just a couple observations. The the whole Kirk thing is eerily similar to the trajectory of your show. Like, great stats, underrated, uh, haven't won the big one yet. Um, <laughs> love you guys both. I think for Kirk, the next level for him, I want to see him enjoy the game. Like, I remember Ben Roethlisberger stepping up the line of scrimmage and yelling out, dilly dilly, and, and an audible. And back in the day when Bud Light was Bud Light, I want to see Kirk come up to the line of scrimmage and yell out, potty mouth, potty mouth, or something just off the wall stupid and, and just show that he's having fun. Okay. All right. Uh, we want Kirk Cousins to have fun. We are the Kirk Cousins of uh, sports shows. Wow. <laughs> Friendly, not okay. friending. How do, you, how do you feel about that? Now that you put it in those terms, we're the Kirk Cousins of sports broadcasting groups, shows. So what other quarterback would you compare us as a show to? I'd say Patrick Mahomes. Long run. Well, we've never won the big one. Like for, Well, I have. Right. But that'd be like Mahomes winning the MVP, but not winning Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Mm. Well, are we... Dan Marino? Oh. Long run. Yeah. A lot of people like him. Yeah. They're pretty likable. Yeah. Handsome. Had a long run. Handsome. Yeah. Dan Marino handsome, yeah. not like 1984. Change, change the game. Yeah. We did change sports uh, shows. Okay. Yes, Todd. Dak Prescott, high expectations. Lotto, you know, very popular, but just not going to probably get over the hump ultimately. Hmm. Okay. I'd rather go with Marino. Okay. Even though Dak could still win a Super Bowl, Dan Marino's one of the great quarterbacks so then, of all time. We're sort of like the Duper or Clayton. Yeah, you guys, the... Duper, Clayton, Nat Moore. Yeah. Yeah. I'd take that. All right. I'd take that all day. All right. Yeah, Paul. We aspire to be John Elway, back-to-back sports Emmy wins, and wrap it. Yes. Yeah. And have a walk-off? Yeah, walk-off. We get two. Let's run out. Does that mean we're sort of more the Jim Kelly then? That we could lose. We got yeah, there we a did. bunch of times yeah. and then never took home the <laughs> trophy. By the way, Jim Kelly, Penn State wanted to make him into a tight end, Ugh. I think. And then he went to University of Miami. The U. Uh, I saw this... Um, article i haven't seen the actual magazine time magazine has uh, a uh, magazine that's looking at the next the next athletes influencers and uh, artists jalen hurts is on the cover now i, I think they do this regionally there's uh, two or three covers that they have who are who else is on the uh, cover of time magazine pulling oh i think it's uh kelsey ballerini country artist yeah it, i know she's one of them as well Okay. I'll check on the other one. Well, uh, Sean Gregory, senior sports correspondent for Time Magazine, did the article on uh, Jalen Hurts, kind enough to let us behind the curtain here. Sean, good to talk to you. Tell us uh, what went into 
picking these influencers and Jalen Hurts being on the cover? Yeah, so, you know, Time 100 Next is, in, in our view, the 100 people around the world who are kind of going to be um, are the, uh, up and coming the next generation. We have our main Time 100 list that comes out once a year. So these are the folks you'll see on the main list probably in five, six years, if not sooner. And, you know, Jalen Hurts was was perfect for it. Um, you know, he's he's still young, still starting out his career uh made the big game didn't quite get over the hump not quite at the mahomes level um but but could could be on his way um you know into style um not into movies as we we point out in the story he's pretty locked in on what's going on uh what was his reaction when you told him what you were doing yeah they were so they were they were pumped i mean you know listen during training camp getting NFL quarterbacks to do media is not easy. And so he, on an off day, he was kind enough to give us three hours or so at, at a sports training facility in Southern New Jersey, drove over and we, we took his picture and, and talked for a while. And, uh, you know, he was very businesslike. There wasn't much hanging around. There wasn't much small talk. Um, you know, he, and which is not surprising for an NFL quarterback. It's probably good, good news for Eagles fans that this wasn't like a, distracted distraction uh media trip where we're messing around and 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 getting all this kind of days of of living with the guy it was very businesslike he's coming over for three hours and, and is going to give you his perspective and then he's on his way what don't we know about Jalen Hurts that we should you know um I would say you know and people might know this but uh the the, the level of seriousness that he takes this, um, I, I was struck by, uh, you know, most most big quarterbacks are faces of the franchise, right? And they're on message. Um, but but Jalen was really, really, really on message, really locked in to a degree that was even unusual for for the quarterbacks that I've I've dealt with. So um, he's super locked in. I mean, you know, Philly might know this. He's very into cooking. Um, he cooks crawfish, Cajun food. That's kind of his outlet. Um, that's kind of how he relaxes. Um, and he also told me this make the story. This didn't make the story. I asked him about the Jersey Shore, if he's hung out there and stuff. And you know, he's not hanging out on the boardwalk, but he but he said he caught a shark off the uh, off the coast of the Jersey Shore mm -hmm. uh, a, a few summers ago, which I thought was pretty impressive. Yeah, I want a boring quarterback. I I want a guy who is hey, you know what he does? That's really wild. He likes to cook Cajun food. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm okay with that. You also you had uh, Peyton Manning write sort of the forward to this, or how would you explain Peyton's role in uh, Jalen Hurts' article? Yeah, no. So Peyton, we did. I did a kind of journalistic story, you know, where I interviewed Jalen and and Peyton and others, and 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 Peyton himself wrote a kind of a blurb. Um, you know, for these Time 100 uh, items, we usually have we try to get uh, other influencers writing about influencers, and you know, Peyton made the point that he first met Jalen. Um, at his uh, passing camp when uh, I think Jalen was still at Alabama and was, to you know, just said he was totally cool with the kids. And, and he said the same thing about Mahomes too. Like they were kind of of the same era and, you know, very personable, worked hard and very studious. You know, I, I, the, the most interesting thing during my talk with Peyton was about the exchanges these two have um on on text message so you know they're quarterbacks and they're nerds about it they're, they're it's like they have these this other language 
and they're talking plays and J and Peyton had to be reminded of what Jalen was talking about. So Jalen would like scribble plays on a piece of paper, take a screenshot and then text it to Peyton. Peyton would do the same thing. So like I asked Peyton, is it like an app or something that quarterbacks <laughs> have that, you know, can help them uh, with the shorthand and it's very old school. It's like new school, the texting back and forth. Um, but there's this, there was this ongoing exchange this summer. In fact, the morning I spoke to Peyton for this piece, um, he happened to get a, a voice memo from Jalen Hurts that morning, uh, you know, an hour before Peyton and I spoke by chance, asking him about, you know, what do you do in the red zone during this and that? Because Sirianni, uh, their head coach, I think worked with Peyton in, yeah. in, in Indianapolis or Denver, I forgot. But yeah, so there's a tie there. And so, you know, Eagles fans should know, you know, he's being super curious, super studious about the craft of quarterbacking, which might be dangerous for the rest of the league. You know, he didn't play great on opening day, um, but the Eagles pulled it out. You know, his record as a starter is unreal. I think he's lost in the last two years or year and, as, and change. I think he's 15-1 and one as, the, as the regular season starter. Played great in the Super Bowl. So uh, things are looking good. Could you see Deion Sanders making the main list with Time Magazine's top 100? For sure. I mean, you know, I, I uh, you know, we've been talking about Dion a lot here, and I'm glad you brought him up because, uh, you know, I was just reading about him before, uh, b before, um, you know, we were on. Like he is, he's the story of college football. Um, he's changing the way everything operates if they continue the success, right? And so it's a fascinating story. How how all in Fox is on Colorado. Um, I think game day is going there this 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 week for Colorado State, Colorado. You know, so it's they play USC in a few weeks uh, at home. Let's see. Going into that UFC game, if they're undefeated, um, it's going to be Dion Mania to the point where, you know, for us at time, it's like, you know, we're not paying much attention to other stuff going on in college football. We're definitely paying attention to Dion Sanders and the impact he's having and how he got there says a lot about the future of where college sports is going. What was it, 10 years ago this week, you did a profile on Johnny Manziel? He was on the cover of Time Magazine? Yeah, it was, it's interesting. We were trying to figure out how many quarterbacks we've had on the cover since Joe Montana in 1982. We've only had um, two NFL quarterbacks. So we carefully said NFL because we had Colin Kaepernick during the protest stuff. And now we had Jalen Hurst. Now you could criticize us for not having Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Brett Favre and others on the cover. Perfectly fair. I would say we're a news magazine. We're competing against the rest of the world. There's a lot going on. Some managing editors here in the last 25 years weren't the biggest sports fans. So it was really hard to get sports on the cover. Um, and then we had Johnny Menzel uh, in college on the cover. And the, and the headline was, it's time to pay college athletes. And uh, it's come to fruition. I'm not saying we had a ton to do with it, but I think that when that story came out, Dan, you might remember, like, you know, there was the momentum was building for this. You know, I remember Jay Billis was the first, you know, mainstream kind of, he, I give him a lot of credit for really beating the drum on this. There were some long articles by historians about why this should happen. And uh, it was kind of the way it was going. And now whether you like it or not, you know, you know, NIL, you could call it the Wild West. You could say it's, blowing everything up but it's not going anywhere it's a fairer system it's a system that the coaches don't love administrators don't love but the players didn't love the old system where they weren't getting any weren't able to get anything mm -hmm. so there's no going back on this at all and Dion kind of um epitomizes all of that great to talk to you Sean thank you we appreciate your time anytime Dan good uh, talking to you Sean Gregory
senior sports correspondent for Time Magazine. Jalen Hurts is uh, one of the uh, cover stars of this, the next generation of stars. By the way, Patrick Mahomes is also on that list as well. He's not, not that old. You know, it feels like Mahomes feels like he's 30. What is he, 27? Maybe? Yeah. 27? Yeah. A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Actually about to turn 28 in just three days. He is the same age as Dylan, our graphics guy. Better. (laughs) What? Tom Brady and I are the same age. Okay. All right. Aaron Rodgers and I are the same age. Okay. You don't want to do that, though, because then you're like, look what they've accomplished. Yes. Correct. That's yeah. correct. And we're all doing pretty well, but yeah. then you throw out, like, Mahomes compared to Dylan. You're like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Times are tough. Yeah. Actually, Tom Brady's a year older than me. So that's, oh, I got time. You to, got came, time. I got time to catch up. Yeah, you got time. Catch up. Keep your head up. Uh, Jason in California. Hi, Jason. What's on your mind? Good morning. Good morning. I see uh, here's Tim. Good. I hope uh, I appreciate the phone call. Uh, love you guys. I lost a double or nothing bet to uh, Keaton. Was hoping to uh, pick him up on a uh, bet to uh, you will retire before you get to take him to a Premier League game. Oh, okay. Will we retire before we get to go to a Premier League game? <laughs> we? No. Okay. Will I retire before we get to a Premier League game? Yes. Okay. I'll, I will. Uh, is Thank you, Jason. Yes, you. No, I think we're going. Okay. I'd like to. Yeah. NBC, Premier League. Come yeah, on. I'd like to. Karma. Yeah. It really depends on who's there because Notre Dame worked because we had a lot of people who joined us in studio there. Right. Yeah. Will Farrell was there. Uh, Beefo Brady, Brady Quinn. Uh, Jack Swarbrick, the athletic director at Notre Dame. Jason Garrett, a former uh, coach, now working with NBC. So we had people in studio. I think that's really the key. Now, Florida State and Georgia Tech, it's always fun to go to Dublin, but I don't know who's going with Florida State or Georgia Tech where we can have them on the show. Like, is Calvin Johnson going to go representing Georgia Tech? Uh, who's going to go for Florida State? You know, that Those are the things that make the show a lot better. And that would be the only reason why I wouldn't go overseas or to a Premier League game if we didn't have enough content there in-house. All righty, let's take a break. When we come back, Brian Windhorst to the Mothership. We'll talk about load management and the NBA's approach to this. How sustainable is this? That's uh, after this Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. 
Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. We had Nick Wright on last hour, and he was talking about time for Joel Embiid to step up, get to an NBA Finals, and he was talking about the number of former MVPs who never got to an NBA Finals. So Embiid, Steve Nash, you had... Uh, Derek Rose. Derek Rose, and James Harden, right? I That was E-me. James Harden went to the Finals with the Thunder. Oh, okay. All right. He choked as a sixth man. Okay. Wow. Was he choking as a sixth man back then? I think so, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't think he was starting. Oh, okay. And so I just people uh, brought up some other names, and we wanted to make sure we, we did a little, uh, little research on Due that. diligence. Yeah, due diligence, yes. More phone calls coming up. Brian Winhorst, ESPN, NBA senior writer. And uh, figured we'd have Wendy on to talk about the uh, new policies here, load management. Give me the highlights on this, Brian. How long has this been in the works? I think, uh, well, they've been trying to deal with this for a year or two. But really what's happening is now that they have the collective bargaining agreement done, which they got done uh, in the spring and summer, they finalized it in the summer, um, they're thinking about the TV deal if you want the honest assessment and the, the TV deal, um, when you're trying to sell your wares, even though there is robust interest, they're going to do very well on it. Um, you don't want star players sitting out. 
And so that's what they're focused on. That is a driving factor in why they're enforcing this now. And they're negotiating over this next year um, and saying, hey, they're trying to really sell. I mean, anybody can sell the, the playoff games. Everybody wants in on those. But you're trying to sell Wednesday night games in December and, you know, potentially Friday night games uh, or Thursday night games in, um, in, in February. And if you can't count on your star players to play in those games, their value may be uh, somewhat less. And so that's a driving force. That's all. It's interesting. Adam Silver is basically with his comments saying that uh, they don't any longer buy the science that resting players means fewer injuries. Um, I question whether or not he would say that if they weren't almost also negotiating a TV deal, but it is relevant that he said that. All right. How does it work? How does it work well? I don't know. <laughs> okay how does it not work well well here's the thing what adam was saying is is that not only were healthy players resting players who were not injured being you know put on the bench for national tv games but he felt that it was almost like a certain stature that you reached um you know um certain players in the league achieve a certain things where they get to control certain things on a team, when they might travel, where they might stay, uh, the ability to have a personal security guard or a personal trainer come from outside the team and work with the team. Um, there's certain perks that are afforded to a star player. What Adam basically was saying is that what he had noticed and the league had noticed is that there was a stature that came with, you're such a big star that we're going to arrest you. And he's just felt that, that that basically he used the words that got away from them. And now when you talk to players and agents about the resting thing, what they have said is that it's not the players who are going in and saying, boy, that knee is sore. Boy, my back is stiff. I'm going to take this, uh, this game off. That it's the team that says, listen, we've been tracking you with our tracking uh, software and it indicates your load is 17% higher than desired, and so we're going to sit you tonight. And, you know, they hit the ping-pong ball right back. So this is not being applied to, to uh, players. It's being applied to teams. The fines that are in place are not going to go to the player. They're going to go to the team. So we'll see. It's possible that a team is like, we'll pay the fine to protect our player. And, I mean, I think that's a trial and error that's going to be, you know, examined throughout this season. Okay, but let's say Steph Curry has a sore hamstring. Can they prove that he doesn't have a sore hamstring if he's going to sit down? It's a very logical question. So what they're saying is, is that if they suspect shenanigans, that's my word, uh, they can assign an independent doctor to go in there and, uh, you know, stretch Steph Curry's hamstring out oh and say, God. boy, that does seem sore. Now, will that actually happen? No. But are you suggesting that we could see an increase in back soreness or uh you know i remember back in when i first started covering the nba uh they would have to you don't even realize to have 12 players active at any one time and you had to put the the non-players on the injury list so the guys who weren't playing they would put on the injury list everybody in the league had achilles tendonitis or knee tendonitis so could we see a, a, a an incredible increase in achilles tendonitis yes we could in theory though uh if the if the league expects that suspects that you're you know 
not doing it, you not being honest, they could investigate it and fine you. The strange thing about this, Dan, not strange, the interesting thing, is that they have designated 50 players as quote-unquote star players, and they their metric on it is interesting. If you were an all-NBA player or an all-star in any of the last three years, you're quote-unquote star players. But there's a whole bunch of teams that don't have any of these quote-unquote star players. So if you're the Detroit Pistons, you can rest anybody you want at any time. And you're playing against a team potentially on the second night of a back-to-back -back that's got to play their stars, especially if it's um, involved in a, a certain set of circumstances. Victor Wembanyama, because he's a rookie, he applies to nothing. If the Spurs want to play him 27 games, uh, there's no fine for this. So there's donut holes in this strategy, and I don't earn this uh, plan, and I don't think – I think there's more fine-tuning to come. He's Brian Windhorst, ESPN senior NBA writer. Did the Spurs start this trend many, 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 many years ago when they sat guys when they were going into Miami? Yeah, and, and the reason that was so surprising was they sat three guys all in one game for a finals rematch on TNT that Charles Barkley had been brought in to call on the sideline. TNT had designated this game as one of its um, big games of the early season, and Popovich went right into punt formation and sent the guys back to San Antonio on a Southwest Airlines flight, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> they said, go to the airport, Orlando Airport, stand in line with all the kids wearing Mickey hats, and go to San Antonio. <laughs> and David Stern was so incensed that he fined the Spurs $250,000 before the end of the first quarter. No investigation, no whatever. David Stern issued a fine, which, you know, this was 2000, I think, 13. So 10 years ago, 250 was, you know, was not, was a lot more than it is today. And, um, but he, 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 you know, because David recognized right out of the gate, he had to nip this in the butt. And so that's what's, I mean, I remember that there was a game last year in Cleveland. Um, it was, I believe, a Friday night game, uh, and it was Warriors at Cavs. When the Cavs announced their schedule, this was one of the prime games that they put on their schedule. The yeah. defending champion Warriors come in. And there was obviously many different um, of these iterations that happened throughout the season, but this was, I remember, red letter. And they charge a lot more for those games. You know, uh, those are, you know, deemed premium games. And the night before, the Warriors went into overtime in Boston. And as soon as that happened, I was like, I remember I had a friend going to the game. I was like, I got bad news for you. I don't think they're going to play. And sure enough, they got there. Curry, Clay, Draymond, I can't remember if Wiggins played. They all sat. And so, yes, that's what they're doing. But they're also doing it because I don't remember if that game was on national television, but there are instances where that has happened on national television. Um, I remember last year, one game, uh, Joel Embiid and... Um, and uh, Nikola Jokic had a, a great game uh, in Philadelphia. Embiid made it a mission of, of it, dominated Jokic. It was awesome. And then when they played again in Denver, Embiid sat yeah. to rest. And I know as somebody who's heavily involved in the league, I wanted, I was very excited to see that game. It was, you know, this close to being a finals preview. Uh, the Sixers didn't get it done, but they could have been there. And, you know, he sat. And that's what they're, they're trying to sell those games for billions of dollars. And so they need to be, look, if Joel Embiid's knee is really hurting him and he can't play, he can't play. But, you know, they're they're looking to uh, to eliminate the word rest from the injury report. What about ticket insurance? I've been uh, preaching this for a few years, that if you're going to buy tickets, uh, that you pay a premium, 
but you're buying, you know, insurance that these star players are going to play. Is is there a way that the I don't know if the NBA gets involved in this, if it's like Seat Geek or something like that, but could you see where because you know, you have these Christmas day games. You're buying tickets for your son or daughter to go to these games and Steph Curry's coming to town and you know, there's no insurance there that these guys are going to play. That company would have declared bankruptcy with jet tickets <laughs> this year alone, right? Probably. Uh, in, in all honesty, uh, while there anecdotally is these, these remarkable stories uh, of you know the Cleveland fans getting short shrift in that case, I don't think the league cares as much about the ticket holders as they do about the TV deal. Oh, boy. Um, because I, 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 um, I mean, I think that they want to help the ticket holders too. I don't think they don't I – don't, I don't think it's zero, but I think the primary reason for this happening now – is that now is when they're negotiating the TV deal. And I think it's a, a progress in the right direction. I uh, have no science or no data to say that it's prevented injuries or whatever, some of these rest games. But I personally think the devaluing of the regular season is a um, serious issue for the NBA. And if you continue to send a message to your fans and to your partners that the regular season – is not important they're going to believe you eventually so again they're trying to sell something that's very important and they're trying to reinforce that it is important i think that's what's going on good to talk to you again brian thanks for joining us thank you dan brian windhorst of the mothership get a couple of phone calls in here yeah you look at the 49 star players who were subject to the new player participation policy um this is supposed to be a compliment um you know, Ben Simmons is no, no you're he's kidding. One of the, ben Simmons is on there. That that's whoever put that together. Ben, yeah, I I want Ben Simmons to play. I, I need to see him. Any role that makes him play would be interesting. Yeah. How'd you get him to play? Oh, here's why. Uh, who else is on there that might surprise you? Uh, Mike Conley is uh, on there. Oh, yeah. Throwback. Is, is Mike Conley like 39? I'm going to say he's 37. I'll check. Though. 37? Uh, let me see. You know, <laughs> the Bulls aren't any good, but the Bulls have three guys on here. The list you said around Ben Simmons is the first name yes. on the list. Yeah, wow. You shouldn't lead with that. Would they work this list up four years ago? Uh, Mike Conley is 35. <laughs> he looks 39. <laughs> uh, Chris in South Carolina. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Dan. Danette, uh, a couple things for you this morning. I've noticed that you've gotten into uh, a little bit of the life coaching business, so I'm calling in to get your advice on that. Oh. Before we get into that, Dan, I uh, just wanted to something for Fritzy. Uh, as much as I despise him, today is National Creamfield Donut Day, so I will take the Challenge 12 cream of your choice filled donuts, and I'll take Alabama against the field in college football if Fritzy's up for that bet. And, Dan, uh, the life coaching advice that I need from you, because I really take your, your, your word and your opinion uh, serious, turn 50 years old today, never been married, no children, have a very successful uh, transportation business, looking to maybe uh, start a family. Am I too old to have children of my own, not trying to be an Al Pacino over here? Or should I find a young lady with a little league team already in place and go for that? Love your opinion, Dan. Hey, you, sell me one of your melons. Hey, Dan, got to go. Love you, babe. Mean it. Bye. Thank you, Chris. Um, you, you find love. I don't, 
I don't think you're looking for a little league team. If if the little league team comes along with the first you know person you fell in love with, then great. And you're not too old to have kids at fifty. You know, fifty is the new forty. Or 35 or something like that. No. I'd have another kid if I could. Yeah. I mean, not Al Pacino, but uh, did you see where she's got physical custody of the child? Yeah. Yeah. Al Pacino's girlfriend? As opposed to what kind of other custody? Mental. Mental custody. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Theoretical. Yeah. But no, you're, you're not too old. I get the little regret on the weekends. <laughs> First marriage at 50, though. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Man, I'd, I'd go wire to wire. No. Yeah. You're at 50 already. Yeah, I'd go wire to wire. And are, are you ready to change? I mean, there's a reason why people aren't married at, at certain ages. And, and, you know, are they going to change? You get set in your ways. Well, it sounds like he's single because he was building a successful business. Yeah. You know, and now maybe that things are successful enough that he might step away, say, or not have to spend as much time on his shipping business, I think it was, mm. Chris. Yeah. Um, maybe now's the time to. Yeah. Well, you got to fall in love. You do. You and gotta... I, don't, I don't know that you have kids for the sake of having kids. Like, ah, I haven't done that yet. Might as well have one. That's, that's true. I don't know if that's the not reason. Not everybody that should have kids. Not everybody. That's a fact. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, thank you, Mark. A little first-hand uh, knowledge. But you know, though, either of those <laughs> options that uh, Chris laid out there are great. Either of them are great. Yeah. I mean, if you find a woman and, you know, she's got kids, and yeah. you know, th- nothing wrong with that. Find love. That's the hard part. Yeah. Find love and then keep like. <laughs> yes. That's my philosophy. You fall in love. You stay married because you like somebody. Like you truly like them. You like hanging with them. Yes, Paul. I hope Chris calls back in a couple months. I like to do like maybe a, a an quarterly update. update. Yeah, an I update. think he'll do pretty well in the market. He's fifty. He seems to be financially secure and successful. I think he's got a rap there that like he's got a gift to gab. He sounds like a man's man. He had a nice, good voice. Yeah, I think he's going to do well. He hates Fritzy. Yeah, what was that? All yeah, about? I don't know what that's yeah, about. Yeah. I did a lot of those lately. I'm, yeah, what does it change my did, personality all of a sudden? What did you do? Or I not don't know. Do? In recent days, like at least one or two a day of those. Yes, Mar. And Chris can get a younger lady, and he can have his uh his daddy robe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's his What's his basement there for age? Like thirty six, thirty seven. Well, let me see. He's fifty, right? Man, right. that's an interesting. That is question, isn't it? Okay, when you get if you get divorced. Let's say a guy gets divorced, and then you can marry somebody who is half your age plus seven. Okay, so that's 32, so he'd be 33? 30, 32. 32 would be his uh, wheelhouse. Final question. Is he going to be a red flag when he meets, let's say he meets a girl at a restaurant. He's just talking. You're, you're 50. You've never been married? I wonder how, if that's a red flag. Because yeah, would it be I'll, better if he'd been married at like 27 and was divorced now? No, because I, you know what? I wasn't going to get married, but now I want to. I've met you. I, how strong is that? Oh, okay. Yeah. But, not, okay. Night, but not night one. No, 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 no. I think this guy might be. Okay, so if I meet, let's say I go on, uh, what is it, Tinder? Yeah, is that still a thing? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I, I've never swiped. Uh, I've never done any of that. There's no reason to. But Sure, we'll go with Tinder. Yeah. Okay, Tinder. Okay. But, um, and then you meet somebody for the first time. And then they're going to say, have you been married before? Or do you bring it up 
before you get there. Yes, Seton. Kind of sounds like my guy was already well-versed in Tinder, and now he's trying to get away from that lifestyle. Hmm. Okay. You know, I mean, if you're, if you're a fella who's not interested in settling down because you're uh, building your business, Tinder's probably like the perfect, <laughs> perfect thing for you. Now he's probably trying to get away from that kind of thing. And We worked with somebody who was... He, sure we did. No, he was all over Tinder. Yeah, he was well-versed. He, he said this is one of the greatest inventions of all time. <laughs> he almost didn't make it to work some mornings. Yeah, well, if he did, he looked like he had not been to sleep. Well-versed. Yes, he was well-versed. And uh, I just remember him saying, man, this is unbelievable. You know, they they show up and then they leave. He said, it's like ordering a pizza. Yeah, they said, this is awesome. Wow. Yeah. And he was wow. well-versed in penicillin one time. Yes, Todd. Um, to Paulie's point about it, it's okay, better to be 50 and you're still and you're not married and people may wonder why you hit a certain age. So when you're, if you want to get married and you get to a certain age, whatever that is, and you, maybe you're on the older side, is that because, can you just say, I, I've been very picky or when does it become something about you? Like, you know, I've been just concentrating on my business or I just haven't found the right one. Or is it start at some point, maybe it's something about you and your personality that you haven't found that, that right that, one. That yet. is a warning sign. I guess. I mean, I'm sure it is about you. For whatever reasons, I'm building a bit, whatever it is. Ego-wise, it's easy to say. I'm just very picky and it's just, I, I'll know it when I see it. Yeah. How does your microphone sound if you pull it a little bit closer to you? It sounds... Oh, dear. How does that sound? Okay. Oh, that sounds like someone's okay. on the microphone. Yeah, just a little bit. You were off like this, and I'm just curious if you, you got to be on the microphone. Got it. Okay. We're 15 years in, Dan. <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Oh, okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.